Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. I want to acknowledge, first of all, that it's a little warm in here. <laughs> so if you need to go get some water in the kitchen, there are cups, or uh, sit for parts where you normally would stand, please do whatever you need to do to um, stay comfortable and also stay safe. Do you ever get that feeling like when it's time to sit down and do your taxes or finish a paper, all of a sudden you get this strong urge to clean the house <laughs> or organize the junk drawer or go research something random online? Experience tells us that if we just jump in and finish the task, we feel so much better. But there we are, scrubbing away at stains we've otherwise managed to live with for months. The same happens with something like exercising or meditating. When things get busy, these are usually the first things to go. And we say, oh, I'll pick it up again when things slow down even though those habits don't actually take that much time and they make everything better. And when we finally pick them up again, we think, why did I wait so long? So why do we wait? Why do we put the good thing off? Procrastination has actually been a problem for centuries so much so that ancient Greek philosophers like Socrates and Aristotle developed a word for it, what they called acrasia. As author James Clear writes, what they meant by acrasia is the state of acting against your better judgment. It is when you do one thing even though you know you should do something else. Procrastination or the act of delaying a task is the modern equivalent but whether you call it procrastination or acrasia, Clear says it is the force that prevents you from following through on what you set out to do. Procrastination is often something we talk about in terms of benign time wasting. But what if there's more at stake? Doing one thing when you really need to be doing something else? The force that prevents you from following through on what you set out to do? Or maybe even what you are being called to do? That's a bigger thing. And we know from experience it can be heavy when it hangs over us. It can make us feel conflicted. And it doesn't really feel good to live one way when we're aware of some other way that we want to live that is within reach, but depends on our action. Sometimes it's helpful to have that outside influence who brings the tension into focus for us so we can see it and then get motivated to act, which is what Jesus is doing in today's gospel. 
Now, at first glance, the things that he says here seem a little bit harsh. He won't let one man go say goodbye to his family. He won't let another man go bury his father. It sounds severe, and it's meant to. But there are some contextual pieces that are helpful to know. Like with the man wanting to bury his father, Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. Not the most pastoral thing to say. But he might have actually been referring here to an ancient burial practice, and one that was much longer than kind of the weekend that we are used to spending. At the time, there was the practice of the primary burial, where the body was placed in the tomb, and that was followed by a secondary burial, which happened a whole year later once the body had decomposed so that the bones could be put in an ossuary or a bone box. Crossmark's author, Brian Stropogen, writes that Jesus might have been referring to that practice as if to say, let those already dead in the family tomb rebury the dead for the second burial. Now, this still would have been an affront to that ancient, venerable practice that was in their laws. But Jesus was asserting the priority of discipleship over other claims. Not to mention, if the man was asking Jesus to wait for a whole year, Jesus didn't have that time. The other person, like the first, says that he will follow Jesus, but again asks for permission to do something else first. It parallels with the story in the first lesson, where we see that Elijah lets Elisha go and do that. But we can wonder if, in the case with Jesus and the man, if this was only the first of many conditions. Like, I will follow you, but first, let me clean the house. Or, do that one last thing. The acrasia we were talking about earlier. The force preventing us from doing the thing we set out to do. And maybe like this man, or like us sometimes, to defer that force, we defer that force, because what the future thing requires of us in the present is hard or scary. Or maybe like people in the, the people in the story, it means that we're going to have to break with our family or with tradition. Or maybe it's going to cause some conflict or mean that someone won't like us. And that's the part that Jesus isn't afraid to press on. Biblical scholar Alan Culpepper says that Jesus' demands in this passage are so harsh that we could even put them in the category of Semitic hyperbole, a rhetorical device that dramatizes a point but isn't actually meant to be taken literally, just kind of wake the audience up. Like the saying, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, which was not meant to be taken literally. And maybe so. Maybe it was just a rhetorical device. Maybe the person was actually able to go and say goodbye to the family member. But what's undeniable is that Jesus is asking for that radical shift in prioritizing priorities and the way that we think about discipleship. As Strafigan writes again, these te texts indicate that neither family nor religious nor social nor business obligations or even patriotism on the 4th of July weekend, no matter how good they are or mandatory, can stand in the way of following Jesus. 
In how many testimonies does the convert talk about all the evil things that were left behind in order to follow Jesus? Jesus also demands that we give up the very best things in our lives to follow him. In talking about the science of procrastination, James Clear says, it's like we have two selves. There is the present self and there is the future self. And part of the trick in overcoming procrastination is convincing that present self, that part that wants the instant gratification or wants to avoid conflict and pain, that it really is worth it for what our future self stands to gain. When it comes to the kingdom of God and choosing it in our lives, Jesus is that voice that urges our present self to push through not because he's waiting to judge us or see if we're hardcore enough to be his followers. It's because he knows the beauty of the dream of God lived and experienced on earth. Like with procrastination, when we say yes and just do it, it feels so good and makes everything so much better that we don't want to wait. And we think, why would we ever put off the good thing? And sometimes that does mean breaking with family or tradition or making a change that's hard and scary in the short term, but that ultimately gets us to where we want to be. With today being our Pride Sunday, I am deeply aware of how, for many people in the LGBTQ plus community, coming out, yes, there is, and it takes that kind of courage. And sometimes it means having to say goodbye to familiar territory or losing relationships in order to be known and seen. And for many of us in the church, it took a departure from the way things had always been to become affirming and fully inclusive. But it's one of the best feelings to be able to tell people, like the person who saw our pride banner and came in this last week, to say that yes, you are welcome, and you will be fully included in the whole life of this church, and its sacraments, and there is nothing about you that has to change for that to happen. If there is something in you that is coming forth that you need to, or want to, or are feeling called to do, something that the Spirit won't let you give up on, and that makes you feel more alive just to think about, I hope you feel both the urgency and the peace of Jesus who is in your corner. And know that sometimes, like Jesus, it could mean that we will lose some of the certainty, that familiar place to lay one's head. But in other ways, the world will open up and the places we could go become endless. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.